My name is Chris Bett and welcome to Just Fucking Win on Saturday at 3. On this episode, myself and the guys will be looking back at Rangers and Barrison 5-1 defeat to PSV and ahead to this Sunday's lunchtime Old Firm at Ibrox. Joining me to go through this is, first of all, Tom. Tom, how you doing, mate? Well, you know, bearing up. This is going to be a fun chat, isn't it? Oh, I- Oh, it's going to be mega fun. I've been buzzing to do this all day. Um, and joining Tom and I is producer Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Uh, I know I like to try and be the positive one uh, on the pod, but I don't think I'm going to get too much positivity out of this one, to be honest, lads. Um, I, <laughs> we've got Jack Butland. We can talk about Jack Butland. All right, that's great. And then you've, you've got 10 players in front of him. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the problem. Um, oh well, we, we, we managed at least one week and a half fake laugh there, Andrew. So we're, we're doing better than anticipated. So I, um, it's a decent start to the podcast. Let's see if that continues. By the end, we'll just all be raging. I can see it. I can. I can absolutely see it. Um, just go straight into the team selection. Uh, Jack Butland and goals, obviously. Uh, Tav, Goldson, Suter, Barisic, Sifuentes, Lundstrom, Raskin, Matondo, Cantwell. And Dessels. Talking points, Tom. I mean, defence pretty much picks itself because we've literally not got anybody else. Uh, you, you can say the two talking points here is Lundstrom um, and Matondo starting. And I suppose a third talking point would be the exclusion of Danilo yet again, but that just seems to be the way of things now. I don't know if it's Bill doesn't trust him or Bill doesn't think he's as good as what he thought he was. Um, but I'm sure we'll come on to that. But. The, the team line up when I seen it, I was just conservative, unambitious, and and by the way, this isn't with the benefit of hindsight. It's it's so easy to come on here with the benefit of hindsight and, and absolutely blast Michael Beale for this team line up, but it, it literally was uh, my thoughts at the time. Um, it was I I didn't see five one, but I didn't see Rangers winning. Um, but the inclusion of Matondo and Lundstrom, were you on board with that? Yes, in a nutshell. Um... Europe, European Lundstrom is a different beast to domestic Lundstrom. I think I said it to Andrew last night, he's the Brahim Hamdani for our generation. I don't know if it's because he's got more space or what, but he seems to play, he seems to have his better performances for us in Europe. So I think that was the right decision. Matondo is a different player from the player we had last season. So, you know, the games, the few games he's played last the last few, he's done well. So I think he, deserve, I think he deserves his start. And as you said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover off. Uh, the, the lack of Danilo later on, but yeah, I think you're up to, up to the centre forward. But it was it was the right call. I think uh, if Lundstrom wants to be the Brahim Hamdani of this generation, and he needs to actually stop losing the ball um, before he can get that kind of <laughs> before he's deserving of that label. Um, the look, it's pretty much going to be some going through the goal seal. Maybe the, before we get to the first goal, talking about how we started the game and how we set up and stuff. Uh, there's no point talking about individual bits of play, really. Um, we can talk about um, Matondo, as we say. For me, he showed last night exactly why he can never be a successful Rangers winger. Um, two chances in the first half where uh, Barisic from the overlap um, and he lost the ball when he quite... You know, he quite clearly had to play in Barisic. It was the easy, easiest ball in the world to do, but he wanted to continue it. And then uh, another opportunity where he ran with the ball and Danilo, eh, not Danilo, Dessers was there for the cutback. And uh, he lost the ball again, but then you go into the second half and he takes on about six men and hits the post. So it could be a bit of an enigma, but for me, it's just not good enough. I'm, 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 if you want to say I'm doubling down on this, I'm fine, cool, but not for me. But um, 
the 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 first half an hour before the first PSV goal, Andrew, uh, was um, like this is this is with the benefit of hindsight because at the time I thought right, we're just not settling. Well, well, well probably playing the atmosphere a wee bit, um, probably giving a wee bit too much respect, but in, in quite frank terms here, Andrew, it was utterly pathetic because quite clearly that first half an hour was the game plan. It was, we, we couldn't string two passes together, the, we couldn't get our full-backs into it, so there was no width. Dessels may as well have no been there, that's no slight on him, it's just we couldn't get the ball to him. Carmel was dropping deeper and deeper, Cifuentes was basically, we were basically playing two right-backs, because Cifuentes was that deep uh, on the right-hand side. Uh, Lundstrom kept losing the ball, does, does his usual barges into somebody, because um, he's getting frustrated. Uh, Suter, I thought, in particular, was really struggling that first half an hour. Um, and I, it was that that should have been a warning for us all what was what was to come. But even then, I don't think any's foreseen what was truly about to come. I I think the first five minutes, I thought we started off quite brightly, and you're thinking this is great, right? But that that spell from six to ten, and then pretty much onwards from that, uh, PSV came into the ascendancy and then just stayed there. Um, this obviously becomes more prevalent throughout the night, but we start giving away stupid balls, needlessly giving up possession. And, and at this level, uh, trying to get into the Champions League, you can't be doing that. PSV had multiple opportunities down the right hand, down our right-hand side. Um, Tav was badly exposed. Cifuentes, although he was dropping back, as you say, Chris, was not helping it out particularly well at all. Um, and when he did get on the ball, he was passing it either directly to a PSV player or providing a short pass that a PSV player then got onto because they pressed us up really high. They did that really well. We know that that's something they could do. We saw that from their previous tie. So it was it was very disappointing to see because I did feel like we started off initially well, but after the five minute mark, we just let them come into the game, start dictating the play, and uh, I don't think it was any coming back from that point, unfortunately. Just on Cifuentes, uh, Andrew, I, I, there's there's one thing I do want to um, bring up here. Uh, I thought he was, mm-hmm. wo- I, I really did. I thought he was woeful last night. Um, but you know what? Yeah. So, so was the rest of them, to be honest. So I'm well, gonna, yeah, I'm not going to pick up for that. Um, I, I think Tom and me w- watched this game together. We were down at the Bermondsey Beer Killer in London. I'd highly recommend it. Anytime you want to go and watch a Rangers game, check that out. It's right at London Bridge. It's very good. Um, but we, um, when we got to the half-time, skipping ahead a bit, we thought there would there should be no reason why he came out in that second half. I, I totally take your point about no one having a particularly standout game, at least in the outfield players. But uh, Sifuentes was damaging in terms of how we were playing he, he was he was actively causing situations to go from bad to worse because he was I think more than any of our midfielders was actively you know neglectful in terms of possession of the ball um you just not retain the ball not keeping possession and you absolutely cannot do that at this level he finished the game Andrew played the whole whole match I know I know you can guess how happy I was about that man Given that I didn't, ex- I didn't want to see him after forty-five minutes. Yeah, the 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 one thing I do want to say here is, and I I, I may get a bit of heat for this, but I don't actually care because I'm sick of I'm sick of this. I'm I'm absolutely uh, sick, fed up with this. Um, you can tell already this boy. Okay, he might have a wee bit about him, and he might start to show it. Uh, I can't sit here and say he's going to be an absolute utter failure at Rangers. I, obviously, I can't say that. Um, but what I will say is the symptoms aren't good. Ten minutes, well, sorry, 
it was about 25 to 30 minutes after full time. He's putting on Instagram a picture of him lining up uh, with, with his teammates after a five-minute defeat with, against PSV. And uh, listen, I get that he's never played in the Champions League. I get it probably as a proud moment for him, but you keep that private. And this is so symptomatic of what these these players uh, are like that, that have come in the door at Ibrox in the last couple of years. It's... It's a nice idea to be playing with Rangers. It's a nice idea to be competing, well, playing in the Champions League, not competing. It's a nice idea to have this on your CV. We don't give a fuck about that. We only care about winning. We only care about, if you're not going to win, don't embarrass us. And and, and certainly domestically, we only care about trophies. Um, and already I can tell this boy's mentality just, nah, it's it's not for me. And uh, he's got some way to go now to try and win that back. And I get that's very early doors to say that, but that was utterly just read the fucking room. Um, yeah, I get it. It's a completely different continent. I get it's from a part of the world where you'd probably dream of playing in this competition as a young kid, but it's still common sense. You've just been fucked 5 1. You, you know your fans aren't going to like that. Um, and nah, just that, that made me even angrier, Andrew. Not, nothing was helping last night at all. Uh, everything that I've seen was just more and more um, winding me up. No, there's going to be nothing that improves your mood at all. Like, I, I didn't get around to watching the post-match uh, kind of press conferences until this morning, and even then it still pissed me off. Um, but, I mean, I take your point, but it's it's what Dave said in the past before. Football tourists, you've got people who are here to enjoy playing for Rangers and not focusing on the business of actually winning games for Rangers, which is the most important thing. I think it's important to put this game into context. It is probably the, the hardest opposition we're going to face this year. Um, but there are still certain things, you know, e- even if we're going into this thinking, look, it'd be nice if we win. It's unlikely that we do. It's a different mood if it's a close port 2-1 victory to PSV and a 5-1 battering. So, as you say, Chris, got to read the room and know what the uh, what the response is going to be to that. Mm. Um, Tom, so the first goal of the game comes, uh, you know, absolutely well-deserved from PSV. They, they were battering us. Butland beforehand, just to mention to him, had a couple of saves. One in particular um, was a really good save to keep the score at 1-1. I think it, it saved it with his feet. Uh, so you're thinking, oh, wait a minute here. This, this could be... This could be our night here. You've got Butland clearly um, up for it. Um, and PSV might start doing what they normally do, getting over-emotional and overthinking it. And we could sneak this. Um, Tom, the first goal of the game came, um, and it certainly wasn't against the runner play. As I said, Butland kept us in it uh, with a few good saves. Uh, one in particular, a couple of minutes before the goal was scored. PSV have a throw-in. Rangers have fell asleep at the throw-in. Sifuente is in particular again the the winger gets in behind Tav, ball comes in and Saibari um puts it in the back of the net and it's one no PSV. Tom, I swear to God, I've seen this goal scored against Rangers. It must be now in double figures. It is just the same goal. Sleeping at a throw in. Tav get absolutely no idea somebody is about to run in behind him and then weak defending um for, for the goal uh, in the box. It's it's Again, I think the theme tonight is just going to have to be pathetic. Yeah, I mean, what else can I add to that? It's the same thing. The same error and the same goal. I mean, we could just pretty much record ourselves talking about this goal and then just play it back every time we, you know, we discuss a range, range of conceding it. Because we're doing, we're, we're bound to do it, you know, at some point in the next month again and again and again until we change it. 
I'm sad to say this, but we're bound to do it this weekend, and that's the disappointing. Um, I'm, I'm thinking positive at the weekend. I'm thinking positive still. The thing is, I get frustrated myself that I get so surprised when it keeps happening because it's the same. It's the same culprits. You've had Tav, Goldson, and Barisic in that defence for what five years now. And let's be honest, it's not been a trophy laden five years. It's been a pretty massive drought. Two, two trophies in five years and yeah, people go, oh, Europa League, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, cool, fine, but that, that's in the past and, and Tavernier isn't the Europa League Tavernier. Barisic certainly isn't the, the Europa League Barisic and, and Goldson isn't the Europa League Goldson. They're getting older. They're in their 30s now, the free room. They're, they're not able to do what they what, what used to do. And and even at their peak, they're one of the greatest um, at defending that. And it's just getting worse and worse. And the fact that this has been, and, and this is, I'm going to use quite a strong word here, the fact that this um, area of the park has been neglected in this window is nothing short of just lunacy. Um, and, and Andrew, in actual fact, the only player, obviously the John Sterling we've added, but the only player we've really added to that back line who's got a sniff of regular football is a 35, 36-year-old Leon Balligan, who... Again, fits the mould. He was pretty decent back in the Europa League run, but I wouldn't say he was the greatest. He's got two years older. Um, he's going to have, he's lost a bit of pace, and he was never the greatest anyway. So it's listen. We'll come on to the transfer window soon, but we ain't going anywhere with that back four. Leon Bellingham's a good uh, rotation option, but he's not a he's not a first starter for us. He's a, he's a good solid option to bring in um, for a short term injury crisis. Um, we've also got Leon King, but the elephant in the room here is Ben Davis, who I don't think any of us will go to bat for as wanting him as a first team starter for Rangers. Um, I get that we have to sort of try and be sensible in terms of our finances, attempt to budget the books, but he is someone who we might have to treat like Philip Hollander, um, consider him written off, getting someone to replace him because we don't want him starting. He, he's someone who can actively cost us games. Um, so the only other player we've added is John Suter, um, who, who I know you mentioned, but that, that can't be the only investment that we make in our centre-back area. Um, we, we cannot be going into the, um, into the season without some kind of option there at centre back, um, because I, I've rated this defence in the past before, but it always pains me to say this. Chris is right. Um, these guys are all thirty plus years old now. Uh, they have they have not they are not at their peak anymore. They are, are in a position where they are starting to slow down, and particularly in the case of Barisic and Tav, all of the strength that we get from that. Defending has never been one of their big strengths. Their their strengths have been their attacking prowess. And a lot of that comes from their ability to bomb up and down that wing at pace. And if they can't do that, then they start becoming a detriment to the team instead, which is disappointing and, and sad to say. Yeah. The whistle really had to come for Rangers. Uh, as I said, we had a few moments. I mentioned it at the very start. We had a few moments on the break, certainly with, with Matondo. We just need better, especially in games like this. Um, and he's, he's got massive limitations. Uh, I, I can, if, if I'm being kind, I can see his usefulness um, coming off the bench every now and then. But he's, he's just not a Rangers winger, um, a starter. He's, he's very much in the Scott Wright mode for, for, for me. Um, he, he might have the decent odd flash, but three, three million quid and 20 odd grand a week, man. Jesus Christ. There was a just I uh, I'm not getting into it because I, I I will just get angrier. But anyway, the, the, the halftime whistle came and uh, 
we've won a watch because we're only 1-0 down. Everybody could see it. Uh, a blind man in a basement wearing headphones can see us that a change is needed in the second half. Lundstrom's struggling, Sifuentes is struggling, Cantwell's struggling, Dessels is struggling, Suttle is struggling, um, there's your, there, there's your uh, struggling, there's your options right away. Now, he's not going to take Cantwell off, so you're looking at Dessels, Matondo, Lundstrom or Sifuentes, he's obviously not going to take Suttle off either. Uh, the one player that you absolutely can see 100% and he's taking off is Sifuentes, he's, he's just absolutely struggling. Ryan Jack is there, he's on the bench, Ryan Jack will, will, lock, will bolt that door for the extra security and help us build up an attack in the break. And we came out at half-time, Tom, um, same team, but that's just Michael Beale, that's his MO, doesn't he change at half-time? Ridiculous man, uh, game management. Um, it's just... It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep my powder dry here. So I'm trying not to go over the top here. But um, wrong decision not to change it at half time. Not even the shape. Not even tactically. It was the exact same. How we finished that half in the first half is exactly how we started it. PSV nearly scored 18 seconds into the second half, and it was just wave after wave. We were fast becoming PSV's punch bag, um, our sparring partner. It was just utterly horrific. You have to make the change, Bill. You have to make the change. And then before you know it, we're 2 0 down at Sabari again, and you're thinking, you fucking idiots. Um, it was. And by the way, it was plural. I said they're idiots. I'm not talking about the players. The players, they, they they let us down. But the management team, there's about five of them, and not one of them could could identify us. Yet we're all sitting at home watching it happen and unfold before our very eyes. And we got exactly what we deserved. And I mean that in so many different ways, Tom. Uh, we got exactly what we deserved with the scoreline. We got exactly what we deserved um, by the the punch to the gut. And we're getting exactly what we deserved by having a novice in the in the in the dugout. And that's what he is. He's a novice. Yeah, as you said, it was it was a huge mistake at half time. He I didn't make any even one change, you know. Take off Sivuentes, the game was passing him by. One change, see what happens. What, what, what you know, we had nothing to lose. What you don't do is just sit, you know, see it failing and just keep watching it failing, which is, you know, which is what we did do, and you know, we paid the price for that. We didn't half because that was up. They get that second goal. It was, it was only going to go one way. There was a lifeline, but just before we come to the lifeline, obviously Barisic went down with an injury. Sterling had come on just before the tunnel. Um, but Andrew, this is what really pisses me off. Gerard done this as well, so I know that I know where Gerard was influenced because it's plain as it's plain. Only obvious um, when we can see the goal and we become reactionary on the bench. That is, <sighs> managers have to see stuff happening before they happen. Right? You have to be proactive. You have to see it and you have to go right to prevent this from happening. I need to change something. That's what the good managers are able to do. And I'm not even talking about the elite level managers, by the way. I'm not talking about Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp. Right? And I'm, I'm talking about a guy who knows enough to stay in a game, not even win the game, just stay in the game. They need to make tactical tweaks here and there when we need to make a change or two. We concede that goal, Andrew, and he makes two substitutions. He takes Raskin off. Why? I'll never know. And he takes Dessels off for Danilo. Reactionary bollocks. Yeah. All, all I can think with the Raskin sub is that he knows that he needs to keep Raskin with energy for the weekend's game, which is basically saying we're not getting anything out this tie. Um, 
but the reactionary aspect of it, I, I'm with I'm with you and Tom. Like not making any changes, not even as you said, potentially a tweak to the system in terms of how we were setting up and how we were playing. That's really disappointing from my perspective because everyone could see that we were not getting anything, continuing to play the way that we were um, in that first half. So seeing exactly the same thing happen in the second half, monumentally disappointing. Sifuentes is the obvious option, but there's there's a number of players who could come off. In terms of the subs coming on, um, I mean, Dessa's had an opportunity in the first half. He's, he gets one-on-one with a keeper around the 30-minute mark. Uh, it's off target, but he does get into that position. He wasn't exactly getting an abundant level of service. Um to then just throw Danilo on and take Dessas off. Again, that that feels like you are just hoping that you get an outball option. You're hoping that you get uh, some kind of runner. That's why Matondo stays on, right? But it, it is, it's clear that we were not getting anything continuing to persist with the tactics as they were. So, yeah, it, it, it's a capitulation from me. Um, not bringing on Jack and, and taking Raskin off because you're, you're just admitting defeat at that point, and that's at the 60-minute mark. So we've still got a half an hour of football left to be played. So this will be great, you know? Just while we're on the subject about the, the centre-forward issue, I cannot for the life of me fathom why we've sold the striker who was scoring goals in Tony Cholak to replace him for a £6 million centre-forward who we don't play. Well, I, I... Can anybody cleverer than me tell me what the fuck we're playing at? We... The the reality is Tom was so Cholak he wasn't good enough. But the the reality also is he's better than what we brought in. But does that tell you? It's <laughs> madness. It's utter madness. It's um we allowed Kent to walk out the door. Uh, Kent was much maligned in the last year of his contract. He was pretty shocking to be honest. Have we replaced him? No. Uh, we'll just get we're going to a different subject here. But it's just we're so much weaker than we were last season, which is just. Worrying now. I know it's early days and these players can turn that around and stuff, but we're coming on to the next game in a minute. They, they, they have. There is no goodwill left now. We, we, we as fans are saying, right, one, okay, you've just embarrassed us. You need to beat them now. And it's not the gimme we think it is. You know, they're still a good team. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're still the champions, and they've got their own struggles. But to be getting into a game against them, and I know we'll come to this, but to be getting into a game against Celtic, relying on the fact that they're not in great form, and that's that's literally the, our only positive um, comment about it is uh, they're no great shakes at the moment the manager even said it himself in the press conference uh, the, the post-match press conference was just the oddest thing I've ever heard a Rangers manager say uh, they, they said something like uh, they're not in the best form either um, that's literally all we're relying on is the fact that they're no great form we can't say I but we've got X, Y and Z they'll help them and X, Y and Z will do this and, and we'll, we'll be able to exploit their weaknesses here and stuff It's we're turning up hoping they don't turn up and that to me tells its own story after such major surgery but I know we went off on a tangent there, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back round to that. Um, we managed to get back into the game somehow, which is just phenomenal, uh, really. It was, I was kind of thinking, hello, um, right, okay, didn't see that one coming. Um, Tav, back post Tav, goal, um, game on. Uh, really, uh, what surprised me was we started attacking them. Um, after the second goal because PSV decided to sit in for a wee while and we started attacking them and we started getting opportunities that wasn't a great opportunities we were only making Benitez save five, six shots whatever, but we were, we were making them for the first time in this game in this second leg we were making them look pretty vulnerable and um, we get the goal Tav gets the goal Tav celebrates 
the goal. Um, decides he doesn't want to try and get the ball either, which, again, I just don't understand that. We're getting beat, man. But anyway, that's just nitpicking and that's just me being over-emotional, but that's fine. Um, we get the goals 2-1, we're back in the game. And uh, Andrew, two minutes later, it's 3-1. Um, we give away a free kick that should never have been a free kick. Uh, well, it was definitely a free kick. What I mean by that is we should never have conceded that free kick. It was soft as fuck. Um, the player was going nowhere. They put the ball in. Sam Lammers, for some reason, is marking Luke de Jong. And John Suter and Conor Goldson are picking up um, smaller guys. Luke de Jong, six foot four. We don't have one centre-half on him. We've got Sam Lammers who, by the way, I don't think I've seen him head a ball since he got at Rangers, so I have no idea why the fuck he's picking him up. Uh, Tav is standing picking nobody up. And in actual fact, we've got nine players in the box, and Luke de Jong wins the easiest header of his career. It's 3-1, it's game over. Our little chink of hope lasted two minutes. Oh, well, it still lasted longer than me, hoping you were just going to let me talk about the Tav goal and not have to deal with what came after it. Um, no, I mean... It's two minutes, right? We we do get that goal. It's the first bit of good attacking play that we've had that isn't just a guy running forward and hoping. Um, the pass from uh, Catwell over to Lammers is quality. Lammers, it's a cutback, and Tad does really well to get himself to the back post. But the fact that we then immediately let them go up the other end of the pitch and score is why this team was just not working effectively at all. Uh you know, you've got a goal. You've got to let yourself get back into it. We know that this team are emotional. They've demonstrated that in the run-up to this game and in the run-up to previous ties we've had against them as well. So we get a goal back and we hold on to that and continue to do what we were doing, which is attacking. Then we start to introduce the doubt. You know, even if it is going into penalties or extra time or whatever, you're still introducing that doubt. You let them go up the pitch and score immediately, then you've just thrown away any potential hope that you've got of getting back into this. So disappointing to see. And Lammers, for as effective he is as he has been occasionally for us up front, he's woeful uh, as a defense as a defender at the back there. We know Luke de Jong is extremely good in the air. He scored headers against us in this, you know, round of fixtures. So why you're allowing him to get a free header is beyond me. Uh, just astonishingly bad work from the defence again. And yeah, as you say, I think at this point, the tie is completely done. Yeah, and then the, the disappointing thing here is, and, and I've seen this too much. I've, I've, seen, it, I've seen it under Gio. Um, to a certain extent, I've, I've seen it under uh, Gerard at times. Uh, we utterly collapse. They get the fourth and the fifth. Fourth goal, to be fair to them, was well worked. Just had to be very minute goals. That fifth goal is the worst goal I've ever seen Rangers concede. I remember John McLaughlin passed the ball to David Turnbull at Parkhead and David Turnbull made it 4-0. It was a tap-in and I thought, I'm never going to see a worse goal than that. I'm sorry, this is worse. This is worse. Um, Butland, OK, I'm not going to be critical of Butland here, but I'm, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to cover all angles here. Probably should have just cleared that up the park. But he's still trying to play football. He's still doing what he's instructed to do. It gives the ball to Goldson. It's not a difficult ball. Goldson receives that ball 50 times a match, maybe. Like I'm literally not exaggerating. Um, and he's shot. He's he shot in his own goal. And our heads are gone. Our heads have completely gone. And this is there is something rotten at the very core of this Rangers team. 
and it's been there for five, six years, and it's the leadership. And I'm not having a go at Tav here personally. I'm talking about the whole leadership group. It is absolutely rotten to the core. And this absolutely personified why as much as change has happened this year, not enough here, or maybe the most important area hasn't changed. Because when our heads go as a collective, we collapse. It happened how many times last year? I don't know. It happened how many times the year before, you know, with Gerard and Gio. I can I remember the Malmo game. Um, both Malmo games, the away leg, we conceded a, a two goals in two minutes. Uh, so we were two and all down in the, in the space of five, uh, three, four, five minutes. And then we're going at half time at Ibrox, one nil up, and we conceded two goals to Cholak in the space of 10 minutes because we just utterly collapsed. The Hibs game at the semi final, uh, where Martin Boyle gets a first half hat trick, and you've got Connor Goldson coming out at full time saying we knew the game was, was gone at half time. When it was three one, and then the collapses under Geo in the Champions League, the collapses at Parkhead under under Geo, and and and, if, and I'm no I'm really not this isn't isn't me defending Geo here. I'm just saying everybody's going out, but Geo wasn't good enough, and Geo was responsible. This the same people who were involved in all these collapses are still there involved in this recent collapse, and that was that last ten minutes yeah uh, last night uh, was probably one of the most unprofessional. Rangers performances I've ever seen and Michael Beale needs to take a lot of the blame here for that but the players only getting away with it because I'm sick of I'm sick to fuck I seen this it's the same it's the same people that are there who are responsible for these collapses and do you know what it's not going to get better it's just going to get worse because they're, they're getting older they can't do what they were able to do Andrew do you want to come in? I was going to say part of the problem here is we signed nine players over the course of the summer and three of them started. So these are the must-win. These are the big games for Rangers. These are the must-win big games. Um, and if you are only backing three of your new signings to be good enough to start in these games, players that Michael Beale's handpicked, you know, we don't have he must not be named lurking around our transfer business anymore. This is this is all Michael Beale and his players. For him to not have the confidence or not have the faith in these players this early on or for whatever reason, not to include them, that's concerning for, from my perspective. Because it's not like it's a squad of players that Michael Beale's inherited and he's having to make do with. This is nearly a full team's worth of players that he signed. Um, is there, there's a reason one or two of them might not be starting. You know, Sterling not starting because, you know, he's going to be displacing Tav or Barisic. Their faults might be what they are, but Sterling's young and relatively unproven. But beyond that, you know, where, where's the faith in these new signings? Because for me, you've signed these players for a reason. If you don't have the confidence in them, then why have you signed them? If you don't have the faith that they can go on and do the business here, they shouldn't be in the team then. So so what are we looking at? We, we've blown all this money. As Tom said, a hefty chunk of money has gone on this forward line and we only start Dessas. It's bizarre to me. It really is. It's it's troubling. That's that's what it is. It's absolutely troubling. Um, um, yeah, I'm really troubled by it. Really, really troubled by it. Tom, what, what do you think about it? Yeah, it's very, very concerning. It's you know we, we've we've backed him as much you know as as much as we wanted as supporters. Definitely not. But he's got the players he wanted in in the forward lines. And yeah, we whether he can't seem to get a team out of them, you know, doesn't know how to get all of his players on the pitch at once. I don't know, but. You know, we've given him what he wanted, so he needs to sort this out and bloody quickly. Andrew, what is the game plan? What is what is Bilbo? 
if I could tell you, man, I'd probably not be uh, doing this podcast with you. Um, honestly, it, it's really difficult to see. We've seen a certain style of play uh, in terms of the narrow through the middle, kind of more direct play. But honestly, if you ask me to kind of summarise this philosophy in a sentence, I really couldn't do it. Um, we seem very disjointed. That's exacerbated by how poor we were in this game. But we've still not really had a position where we've strung together a good 90 minutes. In fact, I don't think we've strung together a good consecutive two halves of football yet. We are, and I'll, I'll concede it's relatively early on in the season, but unfortunately, you do not get a lot of time as Rangers manager. We've got an absolutely must-win game now at the weekend. More, probably more so than if we'd had a narrow 2-1 loss to PSV. Because fan, fans are running out of patience. You don't get a lot of time in football anyway. But if you're a Rangers manager and not only are you not winning, but also you're not showing the inclination that you might start winning, that's a really dangerous position to be in. Um, I'm not quite Michael Beale must go yet, but if we lose and we don't show any kind of reaction or improvement come Sunday, then yeah, I mean, it might be time to get the old sharks out. Tom, I'm trying to think of an, op- an opposite analogy here. Um, I'll, I'll just spitball and see what happens. Uh, do we look as if we're playing with the handbrake off, or do we look as if the the car is faulty and the mechanic can't diagnose the problem? I'm still thinking it's the former. I still think we are. We're, we're keeping the handbrake on. It's still. It's. It's. Just, it's not quite. You know. It's. We're not quite there. The handbrake's still on because we've not got the the confidence, shall we say? Again, you know. And I, I think I've I've admitted several times on here. I've you know very much blew it into spectacles. I still think it. it I still think it will come. But mind yeah. you, I could, I, I could. We could be bottom of the. I could be bottom of the Premier League. I've not won a game, and I'd probably still be saying the same. So. Yeah. I'm still. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm honest with my optimism. Yeah, Andrew, uh, you're the producer, so you 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 can have the decision here. Do we want to hear my thoughts? Is that some? Is that is that a road to what you've done Or Chris, I think um, it's not going to be difficult to infer your thoughts here. Um, so maybe maybe it's best for the sanity of our listeners that we go straight onto the preview, <laughs> because. I, like, let's be honest, I don't think any of us particularly disagree about how well we performed in this game. I think collectively we can all say that was a complete shambles of a performance. I think the only question is, how do we react to this um, defeat? Tom thinks we can go on and do the business. You, I, I suspect, do not. Um, I'm probably somewhere in the middle here. I'm, I'm there to be convinced, but Rangers have to start showing it real quickly. But, I mean... You're you're the one hosting, Chris. So if you want to go off on a tangent, that's fine. It's just someone said on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody somebody said that Rangers fans need to get a grip. Uh, we've got a highly respected coach in place here, um, and trust the process it will come. And and what that person has done is they've hit the nail on the head without even realising it. And their defence of Michael Beale, they have exposed his weakness. He's not a manager. He he would he'll run shit hot training sessions. He'll be the fantastic, you know, coach on that pitch. Um, and and he will Michael B will get a top 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 job, uh, post Rangers. But he'll be like you know set piece coach at Liverpool. You know what I mean? That that that's where he, that's where he's destined. He is not a manager. Um, and this is only gone. That I'm I'm sorry to say this, guys. It's only gone. It's only gone one way, regardless of the result on Sunday. 
if we win, it's delaying the inevitable. If if we defeat it, it needs to happen. We need to pull the trigger. We need to pull the trigger. Um, it probably won't happen immediately after. The, the board will wait for another hiccup, which is just reactionary again. Rangers are just reactionary all over the field. However, this board have shown a willingness to be ahead of the curve at times, so maybe maybe they will, but um, he, he's, he's no... He's no off Rangers football manager, that's for sure. Um, no, novice, um, tactically inept. He has no presence. He talks utter shit. Um, his signings have just been an utter disgrace. And I don't mean that in a way of every signing's been a disgrace. I mean the plan to just f- f- front load that attacking area and completely neglect the biggest weakness that we've got, which is the defence. And then by spending 3.5 million nullifying your best player in Todd Cantwell um, for a player in Sam Lammers. So he's trying to shoot Horn in there, but he's realised they can't shoot Horn in there because that nullifies Cantwell, so he keeps Lammers on the bench. And then 6 million on Danilo, or apparently, apparently 6 million on Danilo, sitting on the bench. It, there is no plan here. Scattergun, utter scattergun. Whereas a, a guy who's been around the block, I don't have a name, I really don't have a name, but I'm just going to give the characteristics. A guy who's been round the block, been there, done it, maybe might not be as successful in terms of trophies and honours. He builds from the back. And then we, we, we get, obviously, the, the sexy stuff comes at the very end. Building from the back is fundamental in football and in, 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 every, in every way. Every single successful team has done it. And if you're going to just look at Rangers successful team. Walter done it when he first came back. Walter done it in nine in a row. Advocat done it um, obviously uh, when, when he came in. McLeish to a certain extent he inherited a good back line uh, but then his second team that won Helicopter Sunday he had Boomsong, Kiriakos Marvin Andrews um, he also had Craig Moore for a period of time building from the back and then obviously Walter's second spell. Davy Weir was his first signing. Stayed and right to the very end of Walter's second reign and then it was Carlos Queller, it was Magic Baguera. Um, and then obviously he was quite lucky in the sense that he had a good player in Alan Hutton and he had a good player in Sasa Papic and then just tweaked that whenever they were injured or not or, or when Alan Hutton was sold. Steven Gerrard, first thing he did was address the issues at the back. It was Conor Goldson and then obviously we added um, Borna Barisic and then we kind of chopped and changed between Philip Hollander and Nico Katic and stuff like that. And Michael Beals just came in and went, everything's fine, we'll just sign 500 strikers for you know, 20 million, and, and there is no game plan here. There, I, I, if I get the whole philosophy almost, and I hate to uh, make this comparison, but if, if you're going down the Ange Coglu route, where we'll just score more goals in them, you need to make sure that you're buying strikers that are going to fucking score goals, and we haven't done that. But even Postecoglou, the first thing Postecoglou done with Celtic was Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carol Starfield, a bolt from the back. Um, Andrew, I'm ranting now. I'm trying not to, but uh, do you see my... <laughs> Point. You see my point. It, 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 he can't see that, or he just doesn't prioritise in that, which means that he's he ain't going to last year. I'm I'm still in the position where I'm not getting the knives out yet. So let's see how we do on Sunday, and then we, if we need to at that point, we can get into a proper thing. I I I, I believe we're, we're in a position where this can still be turned around. I'm not convinced that this is all completely useless at this point. We got fucked by a better team. Um, that much is clear. But there are ways that we can do that. Um, losing the head completely in the 65th minute and then just completely falling apart afterwards. That's obviously not the right way to go about getting beat. So the thing is, 
this is still very much in Michael Beale's hands at this point. He can he can get a win on Sunday. This gets put behind us, and if we go on a winning run, then it all goes away. Um, you know, Champions League is what it is. It might be. It quite frankly, it is going to be out of every club in Scotland's reach uh, for the foreseeable once UEFA start their train rolling. Um, but domestically, we're in a position now where we need to be going on to win that League Cup because, quite frankly, our, our biggest opposition in there or potential opposition isn't there anymore. So that that is a must-win. And more importantly, this game on Sunday is a must-win because if it's not, Chris, a lot more people are going to be taking up your viewpoint, rightly or wrongly. I, I think rightly, probably, depending on the manner of the potential defeat on Sunday. But to Tom's points as well, there is a potential that these players will come good. It is relatively early on in the season. Um, I'm not in a position to completely write off all of these new signings yet because we have seen, even recently, a player like Rabi Matondo, who looked completely out of it, come in and perform much better than I think any of us could have expected. Now, I take your point that he didn't perform well against PSV, but frankly, no one apart from Jack Butland can say that they did. So we're in a position where this is still very much in our hands. We could go top of the league this weekend, or we could fall four points behind. So a lot of what happens next is going to depend on that game on Sunday. It was very important beforehand. Now it's must win. It's as simple as that. Tom, one thing that I do want to address when it comes to Michael Beale um, is this isn't the first time he's absolutely fucked up. Um, there's there's an argument going around in social media saying that every um, important game he's made an arse of. Um, I, 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 can, I can see that in many ways. Um, his defenders will say, I bet he done well against Servette. Yeah, he did. Um, okay, if that's a level. But you look at the old firm game at Ibrox where we drew two each. His uh, substitutions played right in the Celtic's hands for the late equaliser. You look at the 3-2 game, um, just same mistakes were kept happening. Uh, the fullbacks were being targeted, not enough, uh, n- not enough cover for them in, in terms of helping them. And Celtic won the game by exposing the fullbacks. Uh, you look at the two uh, cup games, the the semi-final. Um, I wouldn't say that he completely fucked that game, but the final was. An absolute shit show disaster. Um, team, as soon as his team lineup was out, we knew that Celtic were running that cup. Uh, you look at the Commandant game. I mean, people might say that ah, it's not a must-win game. I'm sorry, but the the points were reset. It was zero-zero. Nobody was ahead, and we lose it. And then this PSV game. It's there's no shame in getting put with PSV, but that was just horrendous. Uh, what what happened last night? So. We, what, what I'm trying to say here, Tom, is we've got literally no body evidence that he's going to turn this around. Are we just going into this just hoping that something clicks? Because it comes back to my original uh, point. There is no plan here. There is no plan. And in order for Bill to completely turn this around and be a successful football manager, he's going to have to have went back home from Holland, tore up the script and rewritten a new one and then go with that. Because... If there is a plan, it's clearly not working. And <laughs> where do you go from there? To me, we just to me, it's it's perseverance. We've got to, you know, we've just got to, we've got to trust the process, which is a bit of a cop out. I appreciate, but you know, yes, the argument for he's failed in pretty much every every challenge he's had at Rangers is 
is you know as as Rangers manager is is true. You know that that's obvious. Nobody's going to argue with that because it's black and white. But I just think we you know we've got to persevere with him. Otherwise, we just end up being you know 90 Celtic. Get a manager for 12 12 months, 14 months doesn't work. Get rid of him. Get a manager in 12 14 months. Get rid of them. Get one in. We've just got we've got to we've got to just trust and trust and hope we get through it. Even give him another. Even give him the rest of this year. Can't afford to map and um, but got a massive game at the weekend and obviously if he wins, obviously he's not going to be sacked. Um, I, I believe genuinely it's just going to de- delay the inevitable. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. We certainly this can't be a transitional season. It's too big. It's too big. And I take your point about ninety Celtic, but ninety Celtic was the foundation for modern day Celtic. So if we need to chop and change for a wee while to get that right. Right guy in who's going to completely transform the club. We thought it was going to be Gerard. It wasn't. Gerard took us back to the peak, but it wasn't a long term. It wasn't sustainable. We need a guy with a plan. We need a guy with a five year plan who's going to come in and dominate them. Um, and for me, I, I, again, I, I hate, I just hate comparing myself to them, but we need a Martin O'Neill. We need somebody who's going to come in and revolutionise the club over not a long period of time, but medium term. Uh, and that 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 will set us up for the next two decades, like it has with him. And is Bill that man? I mean, I think it's obvious that he's not, but we'll see, we'll see. But um, I was going to say that's enough about Celtic, but we obviously need to talk about the game. But just before we come on to that, there's there's obviously some business to be taken care of. Um, Andrew, was it Slavia or Sparta? Uh, I think it was Sparta. Sparta Prague beat Dynamo. Um, Sparta, yeah. So they beat, was it Dynamo uh, Zagreb, I think they beat? Um, so because they knocked them out in the Europa League qualifiers, Rangers are now in pot one, which is quite a significant boost. Um, I mean, there's still some dodgy teams there in the kind of pot two and pot three. Uh, pot four is just complete cannon fodder. I had a look at it earlier, like, come on. Um, but we avoid West Ham, we avoid Liverpool, we avoid Ajax. Um, I think there's another couple of big hitters in there as well, but we don't get the teams now. We uh, have every chance now, of course. In fact, you know what? We're guaranteed group stage football, uh, not group stage football, uh, post-Christmas football, I would say, with, with, with this um, result tonight. Because this is the last year, I believe, that the Europa League fall down um, into the Conference League. Um, and this is the last year that you're, the Champions League fall down in the Europa League because next year it all changes. So we literally have to finish in the top three. Um, and by the way, see if you gave me third place right now, I would take that because we've got a chance in that, in that Conference League. Uh, but the the aim here is to finish top of our group because that gives us a buy into the last 16. Um, whereas if we finish second, we have to play uh, a playoff to get into the last 16 and that would be against a Champions League team. Um, and obviously, if we finish third, we go into the playoff in the Conference League, which is f- for a place in the last 16 in the Conference League. So by finishing top of the group, that gets us straight to the last 16. So it, we miss two games, essentially. Obviously, um, there's, there's two legs in the playoff. So that has to be the aim. But I'm not going to hold against this Rangers team if they don't finish top of the Europa League group, you know what I mean? But, um, but we've got certainly... Got a massive advantage in doing so, Andrew. And um, as I say, we're pretty much guaranteed football. After I know in football, nothing's guaranteed, right? But Rangers really, really have to fuck it up from this position. Yeah, I mean, we, we I think it's a clear acknowledgement that we're probably more a Europa League level team than a Champions League level team at this stage, right? Um, 
the the Europa League has been very good to us recently in the past few seasons. We we've we've done exceptionally well in there. In fact, year on year we've got better and better in that league. So I mean, you'd want to be you want to finish strongly in that. Um if if Michael Beale gets a result on Sunday and he, he does well in this as well, then then the mood music starts changing. But it, it is the, that thing of winning those crucial must win games. Uh, it's not a habit that this Rangers team are in, um, and they certainly haven't been in, you know, this past year basically. So they need to start turning that around and start winning these games. We we are pot one for a reason. You know, we we do have a, a strong coefficient. We should we we deserve to be in that position. It, it is fortunate for us in terms of how these um, how these rankings have kind of shaken out. But I, I think a minimum should be top two finishing that. As you say, though, Chris, if we do finish third and we go into the uh, conference, then the level, the level of teams at that at that point means that yeah, we probably could start sound a good chance of winning the whole fucking thing, which will be lovely, even if it is the equivalent of you know the Skull Cup um, European tournament, you know. Yeah, um, Glenn Kamara, Tom has left the club um, finally tonight. He's joined uh, Leeds, believed to be um, around five million with potential add-ons. Right move for everyone involved. Well, now it's finally done. I mean, it was the longest running saga since Ben Hur, wasn't it? But yeah, right, right move. Um, he, I don't know why he just seemed to lose interest, lose, you know, lose his passion for us. I don't know what it was last season, but he, he, he down tools essentially. He's, so yeah, boy, right move. His boys it, left Aribo and Barsi. You know, it might, it might have been that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. If we've, all been workplaces where if you you know you you lose you lose some colleagues you're close to, and it does make a, a very different place to work. So it, it possibly could have been that. I mean, we do forget that footballers are human. But yeah, we've got five million. For fuck's sake, spend it and spend it well. <laughs> you know, with twenty-four hours to all, twenty. You know, whatever it is. That's Just, my yeah. that's my next point. Obviously, we've got like, a day left in the window. There's literally no rumours at all um, about players coming in. Bill said we might get we, we might get one more in. Uh, uh, it's, one, one more is not enough. It just suddenly isn't enough. Um, we need to get at least a defender and a winger in. Um, if I was to really choose just the one, it would obviously be a defender. But we're, we're now at the panic stage. <clears throat> um, we're going to probably pull off a signing from left field. Um, from what I'm hearing, Harry Suter's just that's that's a no go. Uh, I would love to be wrong on that, by the way, because I would I would take Harry Suter every day, but it doesn't seem to be any movement there. Um, so I don't know who we're going to sign, if any, and that's to me just no good enough. The fact that we're in this position, we started our business early doors. We we got the ball rolling as soon as if as soon as the season finished last season, we were getting players in the door, and it just ground to an absolute halt. And uh, yeah, it's it's worrying. But um, Andrew, are you staying up to midnight uh, tomorrow? You going to be like an excited kid at Christmas? <laughs> Um, I mean, I probably will be to watch uh, WWE because you know I'm that I'm that kind of nerd. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult to see. As you say, there's not a lot of rumours kicking about. I suspect Glenn Kamara may have put in motion the ability to make another signing or two uh, because it's five and a half million. That, quite frankly, knowing how long that that transfer process was taking, it felt like we were never going to get him out the door. Um, but yeah. It's difficult to say. It would be nice to think that we'd pull off uh, something good in in this last uh, kind of bit of the transfer window. You would hope so, because minimum we need at least a centre-back in. 
I think the concern would be as well, given Borna going down injured, Ridvan Yilmaz still isn't fit yet. Um, so I don't think we'd be in a position to start him either. So then you're going towards Dujon Sterling or Adam Devine being basically all of our kind of left-back, right-back cover, which is not a position we want to be in. So even if it's some kind of emergency signing, something to get us through to uh, to January, we need to do something because the defence is looking very ropey and it shouldn't be in that position after what's been a fairly high-spending transfer window for Rangers. But we need to go that extra mile to ensure that we are covered for the upcoming season. Yeah, just don't hold your breath. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm, I'm, to be clear, I'm not staying up because I think Rangers will do any transfer business. I'm staying up to see how the next bit of the bloodline saga goes. But that's, you know, not anything to do with Rangers, unfortunately. Is the Tribal Chief going to be there? Is he making an appearance in SmackDown? I, I believe he will be, yeah. Because, you know, we've got payback coming up this weekend. So you'd mm-hmm. hope so, right? Anyway, fuck's sake, we can't go into a, a wrestling podcast now. This is already... We're already trying too hard to go into that mode anyway. Do anything to avoid talking about the football at the moment. So I was going to say, Andrew, I'm not one of the wankers anyway. I, I, I don't watch guys in spandex wrestling. Um, I'm just going to say, I'll say to my son, obviously, I think he likes his, Roman Reigns, I think his name is. Um, so I'll say, <laughs> he's going to be ready on Friday. Um, uh, Alright, Chris, uh, everything I've, I've you know heard from you in the past has really indicated that you've not that into wrestling at all. So, um, yeah, no, that sounds plausible, mate. I mean, it was a it was a real country a week for me last week, to be honest. Uh, you know, you had this obviously topped off with Rangers getting beat 5 1 at PS3 and obviously Bray Wyatt down, so it was uh, horrible. But anyway, Andrew, as you say, um, if you are interested in hearing our wrestling podcast on the Saturday Night Network, get in touch. Uh, we've got Celtic at the weekend. Um, so, what, what a weekend for you, Andrew. Payback in an old fun. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's going to be fucking delightful. I really hope that it all goes first well. First of all, the payback is the absolute theme of the weekend. Um, that, <laughs> uh, look, it, it's it's probably one of the most bizarre old fun build-ups ever. And I, I don't mean because Rangers get beat. Uh, I mean, we've had plenty of old fun build-ups where Rangers get beat midweek. Um, it, it's, both managers are under a bit of pressure here. Um I would say Bill's under more pressure than Rogers. Rogers is he's not bulletproof because uh, the fans have got the, the fans are ready. The fan the, the fans are Celtic fans are probably wanting to get beat at the weekend so that they can turn on him. But Rogers quite clearly has got full backing of the of the Celtic board. They're not going to do anything drastic. Um, but in, in terms of toxicity, we can really deliver a hammer blow here to Rogers because they will make his life. Hell, if they go three games uh, without a win, and especially if we keep a clean sheet, I know that's a big ask. That'd be three games without a goal for them as well. Um, they they will they will turn, and that could that that could change our whole fortune for this season. It really could. Um, the same question was posed over and over with Ange Postecoglou's team. How do you beat them? He had a very unique way of playing football, and we found it difficult to beat. Uh, we really did, and people can say, "Oh, but Bill beat him three 0 I was like, "Postecoglou wasn't giving a fuck. He was playing some uh, Japanese high school kid at centre half that has never been seen since. Uh, however, he might actually play centre half this weekend. Cause obviously, they're, they're short of a few. But um, with with this particular Celtic team, Tom, it's pretty simple." It's pretty simple. Attack the fullbacks and put pressure on their central defenders. They've got no central defenders uh, other than the, the boy for Liverpool they signed today, Nat Phillips, whose dad, by the way, played for Rangers. So that's a wee bit of uh, pub trivia. But um, 
Taylor's reverted back to the Taylor of old. They've got Anthony Ralston at right back, but Alistair Johnson might be fit. Uh, well, I know he started uh, last week, but he wasn't the fit. It, it, obviously, way behind in match fitness. So even if he does play, he's still there to be got at. Their whole back four is just it's a crisis mode here. Um, they're struggling to get the ball through to Kyogo from midfield because Rogers has asked for a different system, which doesn't suit obviously Kyogo and Maeda. Um, we simply have to exploit, I wouldn't say the weakness of Celtic, the confusion, because these players are like, Ange wanted his full throttle, but Rogers is wanting it a different way and we don't know how to do it a different way. And you can clearly see the disconnect between the players and management, and that is what we have to exploit. And Bill has got to have watched these last two games in full, twice over, and should have a dissertation size. Uh, page of notes because the the result is there for for Sunday the the win is there it's no it's not going to be as hard as coming up against a a, a Postecoglou team if we do our job correctly it's certainly within our hands here hundred percent it's you know it's that cliche again attack is the best form of defence get on the front foot get on the front foot put them under pressure and you know we can we can beat them. You know, if you if you read the social media, especially from you know, particularly from today after last night, both teams, both both their supporters seem to be just trying to outdo themselves as to who thinks the team's worse, which is unusual for us because normally it's the other way around. But you know, it's for us as a, you know, get on the front foot, just attack them, attack them. We'll get the space. I'm still convinced we've got the players who can take advantage of that. Yeah, it's it's there is clear. As I say, I wouldn't. I don't want to call it weakness. I don't think we've got the right to call it weakness. Um, there's clear disconnect and confusion there, Andrew, within the Celtic team. No, 100%. You know, we, we, um, we're, we're seeing another team that's in transition at the moment. Um, Celtic have had to basically rethink their entire style. Again, all these players were bought with um, a managed philosophy in mind. So Brendan Rodgers has not exactly demonstrated that he's got this league under wraps yet. Um, he's not coming up against Rob Keenan and... Uh, Danny Wilson anymore. He's coming up against a Rangers team who, while we have talked extensively about the defensive faults, are still much stronger than um, than we were last time. So his aura of invincibility is is already punctured. The fact that he is already out of a cup competition has made the mood pretty poisonous. And as you say, if we can get a result on Sunday, then that gets very toxic for them. This game's must win for both of these managers. Um, that they are looking for a reaction, they're looking for a bounce back after that cup defeat and dropping points in the league. We're looking for the same um, after going out the Champions League and dropping points in the league as well. So there's a lot to play for for this game, but again, it comes back to that thing. This is a must-win game for Michael Beale and this squad of players. So they need to demonstrate they've got the ability to bounce back from a really punishing defeat and win when it matters. Yep, absolutely. Let's hope for a win. Um... Well, obviously, um, regardless of our feelings and thoughts on Michael Beale and our, our, our uh, doubts and worries about him, what, what, this isn't this isn't Michael Beale Football Club. This is Rangers Football Club. So let's um, let's just hope for the win. Uh, and and Beale is quite clearly responsible for all of our happiness this weekend. He's responsible for all of our moods after Sunday. He's responsible for either we take the slagging or give the slagging when we go to work on Monday. And uh, he, he 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 should know that. He should understand that. And they're there for the taking. But, admittedly, 
Celtic fans will be saying the same. We are literally taken. So it's going to be a weird one. Um, could potentially be a high-scoring draw here. Two each, three each, uh, four each. I don't think that's at the realms of a possibility. But um, look, let's just be that wee bit more clinical than them. Let's exploit their weaknesses and 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 let's just get the victory by any means necessary. Almost as if Andrew. Almost as if I'm saying just fucking win. Hey, that's a really good idea. Not like a name for a podcast. That sounds great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so all that's kind of left me to do a couple of things here is, uh, first of all, Pie Sports. Um, so they are sponsoring us, um, piesports.com. They deliver nationwide. Uh, so uh, England, Wales and Scotland. They don't deliver to Ireland just yet, but I believe that is in the pipeline. It's in mainland Britain. Um, the, the islands, they're, they're not quite there, but I don't know if we actually have any um you know, listeners from the Scottish Islands, but uh, if you are getting in touch, well, we we might do. I can I can dig into the old metrics and find out. Uh, yep. Scotland certainly are our biggest market for some odd reason, but uh, yeah, I suspect we've got one or two out there in the islands. Yeah, uh, well, if you're on the islands, uh, sorry, uh, you kind of get the pies, um, but they're working on it. But piesports.com, um, we're doing ten percent off. Uh, so if you pick your pies um, at Pie Sports, they're brilliant. Um, I did get a bunch the other day there. He absolutely loved them, blown away by them. Um, so if you go discount code uh, SAT at 10, so that's S-A-T, the at symbol, and then one zero. So it's SAT at 10. Um, that's, that's right, Andrew, yeah, SAT at 10. No, it's SAT at 3, but good effort though, Chris. <clears throat> there we go. So uh, <laughs> It's SAT at 3 for 10% off, which might be the source of the confusion. But yeah, I would say so. I would say so. It's literally the name of the fucking podcast. <laughs> well, who are we? What do we do again? <laughs> and um, just remember, we're playing it Sunday at twelve this week as well, just to confuse things a wee bit more. Uh, <laughs> twelve thirty. <laughs> no, it's, it's high noon, Chris. It's high noon. Oh, high noon, all right, okay. Uh, there you go. So that's sat at free. S A T at symbol free. You put that in the discount code. You'll get ten percent off. There we go. We got there in the end. Um, mm. Yeah, I, why would it have been sat at 10? What a fucking idiot. I've had a, I've had a Michael Beal there. Um, I, <laughs> um, so as I say, they're, they're, they're sponsoring us. Um, so get your pies over at piesports.com. Um, obviously, we're running pie of the week. Um, well, obviously, you will vote for who you think was your pie of the week. And then obviously, we, we put it in at the end of the month. There's been a winner. Um, but we will announce that winner. Uh, we'll, we'll do that next week. Um, well, Chris, we, we know who the winner. If if anyone listening to this follows us on Twitter, and you probably should be doing that. If not, please do. That um, the winner has been announced over there, so we may as well congratulate the winner tonight if you want, Chris. I'm just thinking, Andrew, you should have probably done this section because you're far more prepared than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like to say so, Chris, but you know, maybe. Um, so- um, Andrew, I've got, yeah. I've got the next question. <laughs> the next question I've got is who's the winner? <laughs> uh, so the winner was David in Glasgow. Uh, you know, a really close poll we ran. We had uh, three entries. Uh, the first one was a fake report of Rangers fans jeering Dessas uh, from three weeks ago. Second one was Dick Advocat slating Rangers transfers uh, for overspending, which is pretty rich coming from Dick. And then uh, the third was uh, using a pick of Ibrooks in an article about police suicide figures. Shocking, probably no one. The uh, the third one got the vast, vast majority of the votes, uh, 88%. So I don't think that one's pretty in any dispute, really. So David, 
So yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty substantial margin of victory there. Uh, that went to David in Glasgow, who I believe Iddy has already been in touch with to uh, arrange his slate of pies. But David, if he's not been in touch with you and you are listening to this, um, reach out, get in touch, and uh, yeah, some free pies are coming your way, mate. Congratulations, enjoy the pies, uh, David in <laughs> Glasgow. Um, but is he a Rangers fan? Do we know he's a Rangers fan? I don't want to be getting packed away. I mean, he does listen to this pod, so you'd hope, at the very yeah. least, you know, he's contributing to us in some way. Well, well, I was going to say that doesn't matter if I mean you're a Rangers fan just because you're oh. listening to Rangers pod. Just, just remember, I know you're in London, but what it's, uh, it's, it's no, no, a... I'm well aware, but I'd like to, you know, remind any Celtic fans who are listening to this that we don't really care because your listenership counts exactly the same way. Uh, it makes our metrics look good, so please continue to do so. But you're not getting the pies. Um, no chance. Yeah. Uh, so um, social media. Obviously, we're on social media: TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We you can get us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, so that'll be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Um, so if you could like, follow, or subscribe us in that. I got a message the other day there uh, from a listener. Um, he DM'd me on Twitter. And he said, uh, I'll just get this very quickly. His name's Jake. Uh, I don't want to give his surname away. But he asked me to give a shout out to his dad, Colin, who loves the podcast. Um, he says he loves he loves my opinions. Um, he just specifically said, my dad loves your opinions. <laughs> he didn't say it for Andrew, Tom or Dave or Eddie. So it was just me. So Colin, thank you very much. Um, uh, keep keep up the compliments and you may get a pie. Um so yeah, I appreciate all the support uh, that that you give us, uh, especially on social media. Getting nice messages like that is, is always good. It kind of makes it worthwhile um, because it, it's better than sometimes the abuse you get on social media. Well, that's just me, really, in it. Let's be honest. But um, I'll, I'll always, I'll always hear my my, my views, um, whether what you want to hear or not. I'm I'm authentic that way, and I'm quite passionate that way, and I'm not going to be someone I'm not just so that you can enjoy listening to me um if uh, the, the fake so, uh, as we talked about the at the start of this season there are six different flavors of bullshit on this podcast that you can listen to um so you know if one's not see a flavor then we've got some other ones available as well absolutely absolutely um but no look the the, the message there is as always um you, your support is always appreciated and never taken for granted and uh, thank you for that so if you could like follow subscribers and subscribe to us in any of our social media platforms uh leave a review as well that that, that also helps um so all that remains for me to do is thank my guest first of all tom tom um enjoy the game this weekend don't get too pushed Oh, I'll try my best. I, I can never make a promise like that, especially if we manage to win. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly, you can't promise that you'll enjoy the game, but you'll certainly promise that you will all get two pissed. Is probably the most accurate um, phrase uh, But listen, you enjoy yourself, mate. And um, Andrew, are you, you, are you going to be watching the game with, with Tom, Andrew? Uh, not this weekend, no. There are train strikes happening, so uh, I'll be uh, at home with my old man. But uh, that, that's good because I'll get the moaning just directly as opposed to getting it via text instead. So it's always more efficient that way. But yeah, I'll look forward to getting pissed for it and hopefully uh, enjoying our victory as well. But what what kind of soothes me particularly, Andrew, is the fact that you're watching it with your dad and your dad's just going to be sitting there going, Chris was fucking right, Chris was right, I told you Chris was right. And, 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 yeah. I, do, I do worry about the, the amount that he agrees with you. Uh, that is upsetting <laughs> to me on a, like a really fundamental level. But we are where we are, aren't we? Exactly, exactly. But thank you, Andrew, as always, mate.
I know where it's been. And uh, join us next week where we will be back, um, obviously, to dissect, hopefully, a Rangers victory in the old firm. So this weekend, um, yeah, first old firm of the season. Let's lay down a marker. Let's get to the top of the league and then it's kick on. And um, enjoy yourself and be safe.